Hey, good morning. Welcome to King's Church. My name is Dylan, and we are so honored that you'd be with us on this special day. I want to just say to all the moms watching right now, happy Mother's Day. Matter of fact, help me welcome the moms this morning, wherever you're at, put it in the chat. Happy Mother's Day. If you've got a mom that's maybe not watching with you right now, make sure you send her a text today. Call your mama. It's Mama's Day. It's Mother's Day, Mama's Day, whatever you want to call it. But happy Mother's Day to all you moms. Seriously, God bless you. We thank God for you. I've got an incredible wife who raises two beautiful children and she raises one big kid. That is me. And also I want to just shout out to my mama. She has been an incredible mom over the years, sacrificed so much for us. Uh, Part of the reason I'm, I'm the man I am today is because of my mama. So mama, I love you. God bless you. I honor you this morning. want to honor all the mamas watching this. Also, just want to say, I recognize that today is a day that may be challenging for some. And today may not be a celebration for you. Today may be a day of weeping for you, whether you've lost a mom or maybe you've dealt with an infertility journey or you long to be a mother, but you just haven't been able to, to be a mother for whatever life circumstances may be. Maybe you had a miscarriage, which my wife and I can relate to. We've had two miscarriages and that, that's something that you just can't explain to someone who hasn't had it. But when you have, you just you know the pain, you know the heartache of that. And I just want you to know the Bible tells us to weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. Some of us are rejoicing today. We're celebrating our mama. Some of us are weeping today and we weep with you. And we just want you to know this is a community that's going to love you and surround you. And we're, we're going we're gonna to be the love of Christ to you on a day like today. So I want you to know we see you and happy Mother's Day to you. God bless you this morning. Also, I just want to say to those of you who have children in the house, we're praying for you. Mamas with teenagers on down, I just pray God bless you and help you, give you strength to get through while you got them kids in the house. Some of you got kids that are grown and you're like, God bless those children. I'm, I'm glad I'm not there anymore. But no, seriously, thank you so much for what you do. You're raising the next generation. It's making a huge, huge difference. So I want to kind of jump in this morning, but before I do, I just want to ask, like, moms, do they give you a handbook at the hospital? Because I tell you, there are things that moms say that, that every mom just tends to say, and it's like, it's like, where did this come from? Like, my mama, when I was a kid, she uh, had this rule in our house, because sometimes I would, I would be sick, and I, and I wouldn't go to school because I was sick, and other times I wasn't sick, but I didn't want to go to school. And so mom had this rule in my house. It was probably true in your house where, where she would say, boy, if you too sick to go to school, then, then you can't go outside and play after three o'clock. Like that's just policy in my house. You can't do that. How many people had that in your house? If, if that was you, put that in the chat. Yeah, my mom had that too. Put that in the chat. Some of you, your mom said stuff to you that just wasn't true. She said stuff like you'd be making faces at your mom, like, ah, ooh, and stuff like that. My kids do that all the time. They say stuff, they're like, I don't want to see that face. They say stuff like, boy, stop making that face. Your face is going to get stuck like that. How many moms said that? You said, your mom has said that to you. You said, yeah, your face is going to get stuck like that. Other moms, you had a good gospel mom. You had, you had a mom who loved you and raised you right. If you had a strong mother in the house, matter of, if you had a strong mother in the house, you're going to be able to finish the sentences, the statements I'm getting ready to make. So wherever you are, just say these out loud as I say. You, you're going to finish my sentence if you had a good, strong mother in the house. She said, if I want your opinion, then... that's right. I'll ask for it. That means, boy, you better sit down and shut your mouth because I don't want to hear it. That's what that means. And she said things like, when you start acting like an adult, then 
then I'll treat you like one. That's right. Yeah. Boy, you, you're not acting like an adult. I'm not treating you like one. That's not even true. I'm 30 years old. My mama still treats me like a kid. She still says, boy, you better call me more. She, she does that stuff. And then they'll say things like, I've had it up to here. That's right. Here. Where's here, mom? Is it here? Is it here? You don't know. You never know. It could be here one day and it's here the next day. You could, you could be laughing with your mom about something one day and you'd be like, oh, whatever, mom. And she's like, oh, that's so funny. And the next day you'd be like, oh, whatever, mom. She's like, boy, don't you say whatever to me. It's like, mom, it was here. Now it's here. Where? You never know. So don't ask. Just, just you play it safe. And then sometimes here's one. She'll say, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired. Mom, what you sick and tired? It's you. She's sick and tired of you. So if you're, if you're young, watch this. You're wondering, what's, what's mom so sick and tired? She's sick of you. No, she's not. She, your mama loves you. And then listen, some of y'all are blessed. You're, you're blessed to have a childhood where you heard these words. She said, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you a reason to. That's right. She said, I'm going to give you a reason to stop. I, God, I pray for those people. They need a little extra Jesus this morning. I pray for, no, I'm just playing with you. But it's not all these goofy things. Mamas have an incredible role in our life. They do incredible things for us. They teach us amazing things. Actually, this, this passage has been kind of rolling around in my head all week. And I want to share my mama with you this morning. I might get in trouble for this, but I want to share some things my mom taught me. And here's why, because Proverbs 6, 22, 20 through 22, it says this. It says, my son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. We need to hear that. Do not forsake your mothers, our moms teach us things, and it's God's grace to us that they do. It's God's grace to us that we learn things from our mama. Here's what the book of Proverbs says, says about our mother's teaching. It says, bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. Moms, we thank God for you and we thank God for what you've taught us. And, and what the scriptures tell us is if we listen to our mother's teaching and we remember it and we bind it and we walk with it, that actually it's going to bless us in this life. So there's so many mothers in this church, maybe some listening, maybe some in the room this Sunday that could teach us so many things. But I'm just going to share my mother with you this morning and some lessons from my mama. First one, she taught me from a young age that whatever you do, you do it with all your heart. You don't, you don't halfway anything. And she didn't know that she was sowing the seed of Colossians chapter three in me, but my, my mom, she never stopped. I mean, that woman always worked and she did everything she did with all her heart. Matter of fact, my, my dad and my stepmom, my bonus mom, who I love to death, they take us on vacation sometimes. One time we were gone for five days a week and I call my mom. Hey, mom, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, son. How you doing? I'm good. And I came home. I came home in my bedroom. There was a door that had direct access to the kitchen, which was my favorite door in the whole house. And, and, and she, I came home and she had closed off that door. She had drywalled it and painted it. That door was gone. I was like, mom, did you change something in my room? Yeah, the door to the kitchen is gone. And then she had blown another door open to the sunroom. And I was like, mom, what did you do? And I walk out to the sunroom and she has sawzawed half the back wall of our house off, put in a sliding glass door and built a deck. And I was like, mom, how did you do all? I was gone for a week. You know how they made Red Bull? They just, they just tapped my mom's vein. That's how they made Red My mom is just a hard working woman. Matter of fact, she, she just would not let us be lazy. 
So I was a sleeper. I'm still, I like to sleep. I love my sleep. And I would sleep trying to skip school. I would just sleep right through. And she would not let me do it. So she would come in my bedroom and she would rip my covers off. She'd be like, boy, you need to get up and go to school. I'd be like, mom, leave me alone. I'd try and go back to sleep. And she gave me one of two options. She would either lift the mattress on one side and roll my booty out of bed or right onto the floor. Or she had an extender on the kitchen hose you know, the kitchen sprayer, she put an extender on it and she would take that thing to the edge of my bedroom and she would spray me in my bed until I got up. She did not let us skip school. I didn't know, but she was sowing the seeds of Colossians chapter three. I mean, it says this, whatever you do, say whatever, wherever you are, say whatever, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive your inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Some of you mamas need to know that what you do is important. What you do matters and you are pleasing Jesus as you serve your families. Moms in this church, some of you are at home changing diapers, making meals, raising kids. Some of you are at working at hospitals, your school teachers, your graphic designers, your, your managers, your marketing gurus, your small business owners, your bankers. What, what Colossians tells us, it says, whatever you do, This is for all of us, for the men and the women listening to this. It says, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Do do it so well that you're doing it as unto the Lord himself. Like work like Jesus is your boss, because he is. Do whatever you do with all your heart, not for men, not for a paycheck, but for the Lord. I don't have to tell you this, but but the men at King's Church, we work hard. Right. All the men listening to this say, yeah, we work hard. If you're if you're watching with your wife, say, yeah, baby, I work hard. If if you're watching by yourself, just say, yeah, Dylan, I work hard when we're at work. We come home after 40, 50 hours. We come home. We're like, baby, I'm tired. I need I need the remote. I need some I need some food. I'm tired. We work hard when we're at work. But moms will work 87 hours in one day. They'll come home, do a load of dishes. They'll do five loads of laundry. They'll change 17 dirty diapers. And mamas just make it. They work hard. They teach us this. And listen to this for all of us, men and women. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Whatever your vocation, you got to know who you're working for. We're working for Jesus. It says, verse 24, knowing that from the Lord, you'll receive your inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Work when no one's looking like you're working for Jesus himself because he's the one that in the end will bless you. He's the one that in the end will reward you for your hard work. And he will bless you in ways that you may never see, in ways that other people can never imagine. If you do your work with all your heart as though you're doing it for the Lord himself. Mom mom taught me to do whatever I did with all my heart. She also taught me what true greatness was. And so often we think greatness is about about making a lot of money or doing something big, like starting the company or going big on TikTok, which by the way, you should look me up, Dylan Neely at TikTok. That's, That's my hashtag. You know, I'm just saying like my dance moves are mad crazy on TikTok. Like I just make it happen. Don't, don't look me up because you're not going to find anything because brother can't dance. Brother can't sing. I'll, I'll never make it big on TikTok, but mama taught me what true Greatness was. She taught me it wasn't about money or power or all that stuff. She, she taught me this. Jesus, Matthew chapter 20, verse 25, Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever, say whoever, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. 
And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Greatness, Jesus says, is serving other people. So so you may become great in this life and you've stacked up a lot of accomplishments for yourself, or you may become great in heaven and you have served other people. But let me tell you this, whatever you gain in this life, it will burn up on that last day. But whatever you do to serve other people, that will stand the test of time. This is why moms are great. Because moms inherently give their lives for their children. They give their lives for someone else and they go out of their way. They sacrifice everything for their kids. Late nights, early mornings, so much sacrifice, often with little or no gratitude. My mom, oftentimes, there were seasons in her life where she worked three jobs to care for us kids. She would go to her full-time job. And then after her full-time job, she would do bookkeeping for, another comp- for a friend's company. And then on the weekends, she would do landscaping for a commercial business. Why? Because she wanted to make sure that she took care of the needs of her kids. I'm going to cry just saying this because she, my mom gave up so much for us. She taught me what true greatness is. I learned greatness through my mother's example. My mama taught me that there is always a seat at the table, didn't matter who it was or where they came from, didn't matter if we had everything or nothing, didn't matter how hard her day was or what we had going on, there was always a seat at her table. I, it's still to this day, I go to my mom's house and haven't seen her in months and I bring my kids, I'm thinking, man, I wanna get some time with my mom. And some neighbor drives up in the driveway and it's like, hey, we're here to hang out. And I'm like, you got your own house. Go, go be by yourself. Yeah, the pastor's like, yeah, get out of here. I wanna see my mom. But the problem is, the amazing thing about my mom is that her door is always open. Her heart is always open. The woman has never met a stranger. And this is how it's meant to be in the church. This is how it is in God's house. That The church was never meant to be a, a clique or a social club for the elite or for, for just those people that kind of, oh, they're all like each other. But no, no, the house of God is a house of hope that shouts to the outcast and shouts to every person, welcome Home. This is what Romans chapter 15, verse 7 says. It says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. How has Christ welcomed you? Well, this is what God says in Isaiah chapter 55. And this is why we say we're a house for all people to know God and find family. We want this to be a place where you can find spiritual family and where you can find spiritual life in Christ because this is the heart of God. Isaiah chapter 55, he says, come, everyone who thirsts, this is God speaking, come, everyone who's thirsty, come to the waters. And he who has no money, your money is not going to get you anywhere in the kingdom of God. Your, Your money cannot buy what God wants to give you. Come, Come to the waters, he who has no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. I hope you know this morning that there is a seat for you at God's table, that there's a seat for you in the house of the Father, that the Father sent his son Jesus to die for you so that you could know his love. He he died on the cross for your sins and he rose from the dead three days later so that you could have life in his name. And the Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus, who believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that he is Lord and that he has risen from the dead, that you will be saved. That You'll have a seat at the table of God, one that you didn't pay for, one that you didn't work for, one that you didn't go to church enough for, but one that was given to you as a gift from our Father 
in heaven. This is true of you. And if you don't know Jesus, he loves you and he wants to walk with you. And I want to invite you right here, right now, wherever you're watching, to take a step to say, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. To take a step where you say, yeah, I want to, I want to believe that Jesus is Lord, that he has died for me and risen for me. And I want to receive that life in his name. I want to invite you right here, right now to pray this prayer with me. And if you're listening, you say, man, today's the day for me. Like today's the day I need to take that step. On this Mother's Day, I need to take that step. I want to encourage you simply pray this prayer. Say, God, thank you that you sent Jesus. Thank you that you gave your only son. Thank you that he died for me, that he rose for me, and that I can have life in his name. Please forgive me of my sins. Please give me a new life with you. Please fill me with your spirit so that I might spend the rest of my life following you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, welcome home to the family of God and welcome in this church. We want to help you get started on your journey. We want to be that community for you. We welcome you here. And actually just drop the host a message saying, hey, I, I gave my life to Christ today or fill that, that online connect card out. Let us know that you took that step. We'd love to help you get started in this journey. We want to invite you to be a part of this family. You can do that through small groups. And our small groups are busting at the seams, but we are committed to there always being a seat at the table in this house. So if we got to start five new small groups, we will start five new small groups just to make space for you because we will always have a seat at this table. There will always be room in the table in this house. And I want to encourage you, if you're new to King's Church, we started this church six weeks ago, like brand new six weeks ago. And and I want, I want to encourage you, if you've been here longer than like two weeks, you are a veteran at King's Church. Like this is your house. This is your church now. And actually, it's on you to welcome the new person. It's on you to walk across the room digitally or in person and say, hey, welcome. Welcome to this house. Welcome to this community. And to make community with those who don't have community. The amazing thing about God is if you, if you don't have community and you give yourself in love to other people, oftentimes God will give you a community with the very people that you sought to serve. So I want to encourage you, get in on the action, get in on what God is doing here. And to be this kind of community, we must be committed to something else my mama taught me. And she taught me this at a very young age, simply by her example and her heart towards people. She taught me that you never, say never, never judge a book by its cover. And what that means is that you don't know somebody until you know somebody. Like you don't know their story. You don't know where they've been from. You don't know what, what's happened to them. You don't know what God is doing in them or through them. You don't know God's plans for that person's life until you get to know that person. Don't ever judge a book by its cover. Don't ever judge someone by the clothes that they're wearing or the car that they drive or the fact that they're not as educated as you are. Don't ever judge a book by its cover. James tells us this in James chapter 2, verse 1. He says, my brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothes comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over here, sit down on my feet. Have you then not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has God not chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith? 
and heirs of the kingdom of God, which he has promised to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor man. In other words, James says, guard your heart, church, against preferential treatment. Just because someone doesn't talk like you or look like you or look as impressive, don't treat them any different. And the people who do have all that, don't treat them any different. You know where Bill Gates or Elon Musk or the president of our country is going to sit if he comes in King's Church? In that same old church chair you're going to sit in if you come in King's Church. Why? Because God does not judge us. He doesn't define us by the things, the material possessions that we have in this life. No, no. He judges us by the character, the content of our heart and the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. So do not ever judge a book by its cover. In this house, we will never do that. We're going to do what Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter 7. He said, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. You thought your mama made that up. Like treat other people the way you want to be treated. You thought your mama came up with No, no, no. Your mama stole that from Jesus. It's the golden rule. It's straight from the Bible. Jesus says, for this is the law and the prophets. What he said, the law and the prophets, that's the Old Testament. He's saying all that God spoke to humanity before Jesus came is this. He gives us the spark notes version of the Bible. How many spark notes people Listen, I, that's how I made my way through high school. Nobody had time to read all those books. I spark noted that. And Jesus said, I got you. I got your spark notes. This is the ultimate spark notes. He says, in a sentence, whatever you wish others would do to you, do also to them. Which what he's saying is, hey, do you want someone to treat you like that? No. So don't treat them like that. Hey, do you, do you want your spouse to talk to you that way? Okay then don't talk to them that way. Hey, would you want, you don't like your coffee. Would you want to, if you were the barista, would you want someone talking that way to you? As a matter of fact, if you're at a restaurant and you leave a measly tip, would you like it if that was your means of income? Like if that was provision for your life? One of my wife's favorite things and I is to do, she was a uh, server for five years, is we go into a restaurant, we spend less than we can afford so we can just blow the waitress away with a good tip. And we just leave a little church invite with it. Like, hey, we bless you. Jesus wants to bless you. Come to church. One of our favorite things to do. And all the servers that are listening to this, you're like, yes, preach, preach, bro. In Jesus' name, he said it, let it be done. Because you know what it's like when people treat you that way. God says, if you want... Treat other people the way you want to be. If you want someone to walk with you in your faith, then walk with them in theirs. If you want someone to be the hands and feet of Jesus to you and welcome you into God, then welcome them. Be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. Do for one what you wish you could do for many. And last week we did this as a church. Last week we got news from our churches in Nepal that they're suffering an incredible crisis. COVID-19 is striking again. And we got news from them that Almost all the day workers in the churches, over 40 churches in Nepal, which is an incredible story of how God built these churches. Because in 1999, a businessman in one of our churches in the Northeast, he uh, went to Nepal, took a trip. And in 1999, he purchased the freedom of seven slave families. And in, in the year 2000, he went back and he purchased the freedom of 35 more slave families. And the work that he did there in the late 90s and early 2000s, the work that he did has now become over 40 churches that are sharing the gospel and partnering with other churches to share the gospel with over 74,000 children every single year. And that includes 74,000 children plus parents, plus teachers, well over 100,000 people every single year hearing the gospel because of what this man began 
with a little seed of generosity, with a little seed of the heart of Christ, what he began, God has done incredible things with it. And we got word from these churches just last week that COVID is ripping through the country of Nepal and all the day workers are home and every family is affected. And when you're a day worker in a country like that, if you don't work, you don't eat. And so they have no means to put food on the table. And so we, by your generosity, had the, had the ability to step into that need and give them $1,500 to say, hey, look, just meet the need however you need to. If you, if you need food, if you need medical, so just take the money and do what you need to with it. We were able to do for one what we wish we could do for many. There's a great need all over the world. We wish we could meet it all, but we can't. But we can do for one what we wish we could do for many because of your generosity. We stepped into that need together. That is what God has called us to do together. And last thing, maybe the most important thing my mama ever taught me, she says, God, she taught me. She never, I don't know if she ever said it to me, but she taught me by her life that God is good even when life is hard. My mama has gone through some hard seasons in life. I can still remember when I was a kid, she taught us the words to amazing grace. She was going through one of the hardest seasons of her life. And she taught us, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. She taught us those words and I didn't get it then, but she was sowing a seed in my heart that God would bring fruit through later. Matter of fact, my kids, since my daughter was first born, every, every single night of their lives, my wife has sung this song over their life. She has sung to my kids, amazing grace. And that was a seed that my mom put in me as a child. Some of you mamas listening to this, you, you living with some mom guilt where you always feel your lack. You always feel you haven't done enough. You always feel like your shortcomings are greater than what God is doing through you. And I feel God wants to speak to you today that his sufficiency makes up for your insufficiency. And he can fill the gap on wherever you fall short. And he is using the seeds that you're sowing to bear fruit in your children's lives. So keep sowing the seeds, moms. God is using it. Keep sowing kingdom seeds. Keep speaking life over your kids. God is using it. He's using it. And I remember when I was a kid, I'd sneak out of my bed. I'd sneak out of my bed. My mom was going through hard seasons in life. And you know, you, you know how it is if you're a parent. You push your kids to bed. You say, keep your, keep your booty in bed or I'm going to whoop you. And, and they sneak out of bed and they come find you. And so I went, I snuck down to her room and I was kind of a punk kid. And I, I liked scaring my mom. I put little rubber snakes in her bed and I, I do all that stuff. And I remember sneaking down to her room. I was going to pop out and scare. And I'd see my mom on her bed reading her Bible. And I didn't know it as a kid, but she was sowing a seed in me that God is good even when life is hard. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're going through on this Mother's Day, but I want you to know that God is good even when life is hard. I want, I want you to know that God wants to meet with you where you're at. He wants to make this a house where there's always room at the table. He wants to make this a house where we never judge a book by a cover. He wants to make us a people who do whatever we do with all of our hearts. I just want to pray for you this morning as we close that you would know the love of God that you would know the faithfulness of our creator. And you know that whatever you're facing today, he's going to get you through. So wherever you're at, if you'd bow your head and close your eyes, I want to just pray a blessing over your life. And then actually, we're going to go into a time of worship. We're just going to meet with God as we close this Mother's Day out. So Father God, I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. I thank you for what you're doing in them, what you're working through them. I thank you for your faithful hand on their life. I pray that they would know above all that you are good even when life is hard, that you are good and faithful and true to them. I pray for all the mamas out there that you would bless them, that you'd lay your hand upon them, that you would encourage them with your grace and your strength. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.